an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Hail Marys, rookie records, and overs. We've also got some injuries. All of that and more on the week two live recap on the fantasy pros fantasy football podcast i am chris welsh that is scott bogman we got deepak chona on here we have got so much going down off of a crazy week. we are literally coming off live of a hail mary pass that almost took us to another (laughs) overtime game it didn't it's crazy ladies and gentlemen you guys want to follow us follow us on twitter at is it the welsh at bogman sports at sports md analysis do all of that and get locked in with us we are going to be going through the whole shebang bogman i hit some parlays today i hit some stuff we're going to be talking about everything are you ready are you ready to really dig into this week too because we got a lot man the fantasy gods are pretty good to me this week until saquon rolled his ankle we will of course talk about that here in a minute but yeah i mean pretty crazy week and uh happy to have my sealers on prime time so i can watch the red zone and see all the games this week so much fun i'm happy to be here ready to talk let's go let's do it all right we got deepak chona in the house deepak what were you uh what were you locked into this week as far as fantasy goes was there a certain player was there a team what do we got all of my fantasy teams are just hurting me right now all i could get hope from is tj stroud's big day so that's the Texans have a quarterback of the future. That's all I'm holding on to. Well, as a Texans fan, I hate to say it. That's about all you got to hold on to, but it happens. <laughs> I know it. I've been, we've all been there, my friend. Thank you guys for hanging out with us that are live. You can do so every single week. We got lots of live streams right here. YouTube.com slash fantasy pros. Hit that subscribe button. If you interact with us, you're going to have some opportunities to win some cool stuff. Later in the episode, I'm going to tell you about someone who won a Tyreek Hill autographed jersey. Ooh. How awesome is that? If you're on the podcast, hello, friends. No, you can come on down. And thank you for hanging out with us, as always, right here on the Fantasy Football Podcast. Let's get into some injuries, ladies and gentlemen, because there are some. Here are your big five on the injuries. Anthony Richardson was knocked out. Thank you, though that he was able to put in two touchdowns before he did. I have him in both of my survivor leagues, so that could have gotten real nasty, or my guillotine leagues, uh, if you will. He suffered a concussion, did not return. No bueno. Darnell Mooney, he exited the game with a knee injury. Odell Beckham, he had an ankle injury. David Montgomery, a leg injury. Uh Uh-oh, it's going to be Gibbs time. And Chase Edmonds, he had a knee injury. Mr. Deepak Chona, let's start with Anthony Richardson. How worried should we be about this injury, if yes or no? Yeah, I wouldn't say super worried, but there is about a 60% chance that he does miss the next week. So that's kind of the most common outcome. About 40% of players would return and clear concussion protocols within the week. So it's not a big deal. When when they do come back, performance usually doesn't take much of a hit. Mm. So there's a silver lining there, but slightly favoring with the data him missing one week with what he's able to do with his legs and really push this offense. I mean, we were off to a start bogs where it was like a quarter in and Anthony Richardson is scoring touchdowns, looks to be locking himself into being a QB two favorable matchups might be playing. If he misses, I kind of think that tells the story, but what happens? 
What what is okay, I don't want to do the Minshew Mania, but like what path is Richardson on once he returns? Or or even if he were to play, let's say the 40% plays in and he goes next week. Are you gonna be worried about what he does with his legs and maybe him being a little bit banged up? Can't take it away from him. So no, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of quarterbacks, you could say, All right, quit running. You you're you have a huge contract or it's not part of your game. We don't need you to do it, whatever. You scramble and that's it. Not Richardson. He's got to run. That is his game, so they're not going to take it away from him, so I'm not worried about him at all once he comes back. Okay, so that's a good sign. Deepak, these other names, we can definitely speak on them for a second. I think the most alarming for fantasy owners is going to be David Montgomery with this thigh issue. Is this thigh issue something that is going to keep him out and push Gibbs into a top role, or is this something you think that he's going to be back in week three? Yeah, actually, the data would favor him being back in week three based on Dan Campbell's comments. He suggested that this was a contusion or a bruise to the leg. And that is a much better outcome than the concerning video that looked like twisting of the knee. So most of these thigh bruises would actually recover within the week and he would come back without much of a performance hit. Okay, that's going to be huge in the whole. And then if he were to be injured, then we could have heard another speech of like a box where they're like, Jameer, wait till you see how we use Jameer Gibbs. We're going to blow yeah. everybody's mind. It's and gonna Craig be Reynolds would have 20 carries, right? Yeah, now. exactly. Like, just like, so they can give Craig Reynolds and Josh Reynolds and, and they'll just start running with Jared yeah. Goff. Like he ran a little, he caught a few more balls. That was fine. But it wasn't this like explosive top 15 back that I think a lot of people were building in into Boggs, are you going to have any concerns with David Montgomery a little bit banged up? And do you think that is going to be maybe a little bit of a push for Jameer Gibbs for next week? I mean, I hope it is because, you know, Jameer Gibbs looks, uh, I just think he needs more touches. He had a decent amount today. Didn't do a lot with him, but I am excited for Gibbs, but Montgomery is their meat and potatoes. He is their between the tackles guy. And when he comes back, I assume he will take that role back. We've got a couple injuries that didn't make the graphic, but so just finishing up with these, the OBJ, the Darnell Mooney, the Chase Edmonds, Deepak, is there anything in any of those three that are going to have like a longstanding concern in your eyes? Just the fact that Chase Edmonds was ruled out rather than the other two were ruled questionable. And then, sort of warming up and didn't end up returning. Uh, OBJ and Darnell Mooney sound not overly concerning, but Chase Edmonds, I think you may be looking at a little bit of a longer absence. Very limited info on all three available at this point, though. All right, maybe the most concerning of anything happened like less than an hour ago. It was at the end of the Giants and Cardinals game. Bogman and I are absolutely just holding and holding our breath and praying to the fantasy gods because we got Saquon in a very important league that we play in. And Saquon rolled up that ankle, had to be helped off two people. Uh, the positive was he looked like he might have been okay on the sideline. But Deepak, any thoughts on uh, what you saw with that ankle injury with Saquon Barkley? Please, Yeah, unfortunately, I don't have great news on this one. The video is pretty concerning for a severe high ankle. No. Some of these could could even have a fracture involved. But in in most cases, you would shut him down. He would probably be about four weeks on average for a running back. But the problem Mm. is when they do return, they often see a performance hit up to about 20%, even for those first four games back. And then add in the fact that there's going to be an elevated re-injury risk for really the next eight to 12 weeks of this, so most of the season. So given his contract situation, I think I would be surprised if he rushes this one back. 
I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up on the IR and considers a tightrope surgery. Such a very, very important thing that Deepak said. It was a very astute of you. It's why you're one of the best is remember that contract situation. That is going to play a role where all these running backs were getting taken advantage of in the offseason and no one wants to sign them. This is that small little thing where the running back can come back and be like, well, I ain't coming back. My, I got, I have money to be made in the offseason. Obviously, you want to win. You're competitive, but that could play a tiny role. At the end of the day, it probably is minimal to whatever the major injury is, but it's something to consider. That is brutal. Bogman, where are you going to go? Is there something? I mean, obviously, the Giants backfield is something we have to take a look at. Is there someone in the Giants backfield that you're going to really focus on? Abrieta? Is there something on the wire that's going to be more of a focus if we have lost Barkley for uh, you know multiple weeks or something worse? I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do right now. I'm so mad. I'm so upset. I, I just had an out-of-body experience uh, just now when, when uh, Deepak told me about this uh, high ankle sprain for... Are you sure that wasn't deja vu? Was that deja vu? You could have been. You know what? It could have been. Thanks a lot for bringing that up. Appreciate that. Look, I mean, it's probably going to have to be a trade or like if DeAndre Swift got cut and he's available, he looks so good on Thursday night. Maybe he's available in some leagues. So uh, it's just more bad news and probably going to take me off to Saquon Barkley train for good. Probably his last stop was week two of 2023. I'll tell you where it's going to be. It's if he didn't get picked up or he got recut would be Kyron Williams going up against the Niners. A lot of people may have cut and I didn't really think Kyron would have been a big thing. And then all of a sudden hour before kickoff cam the Akers is, is inactive and Kyron Williams is the guy and looked amazing. If Kyron Williams is out there, this is going to be a fab unloader. So make sure you're locked here on uh, fantasy pros because we'll be talking about waivers all week. We had a couple other injuries. Logan, Thomas took a nasty hit on a touchdown catch, suffering a concussion, and Joe Burrow nursing a calf injury. So, Deepak, uh, any concerns long-term on any one of these? We saw Jacoby Myers miss time, not on a, on a very similar hit, but a very similar like front impact type of hit that Myers took last week, and this is a little bit more brutal for Thomas, and we know he missed a game, and then Burrow just kind of have, has everybody a little bit concerned. So thoughts on both of those injuries? Yeah, the Thomas one, again, it's similar to the Anthony Richardson and Jacoby Myers situation, slightly more likely to miss one week than not. But when he comes back, performance should pretty much recover. Joe Burrow is a little more concerning. He had that calf strain, of course, pre-training camp, and then he had plenty of time to rest it. So the actual re-injury rate going in was relatively low here. He says that he could have gone back in, and that's usually the case. It's It's usually still things are warm and loose at in the game that it happens. The key now is how is it going to feel three days from now? And Joe Burrow, I think given that they're 0-2, there's a good chance he could push through and play, but he's going to do so with a pretty elevated re-injury risk up to about 15, 20%. So that's kind of the, the key balance. I don't think this is going to drastically affect his performance when he's out there, but it's just a question of do you play Burrow if you're the Bengals week three risking re-injury that would probably cost you most of the rest of the season or do you rest him try to get that re-injury risk down it's going to be somewhere around 10 percent two weeks from now so that's really the the key question and it's a management judgment call mm, i wish you were giving us a lot better news today <laughs> you're, you're not the superhero that you are in real life you're the harbinger of death here on this show uh <laughs> yeah the, the good news uh for burrow is they do get an extra day they play on monday night football this week so at least one extra day to kind of evaluate him and see where he is so sport md yeah sport md analysis and sportsmedanalytics.com. make sure you go and check out deepak he is the best in the business and he is doing it make sure you guys are locked in deepak we love you brother even though you gave us the worst news ever <laughs> 
ever. So come back next week with better. We'll take a quick break and we're going to break down all these games. Want to dominate your fantasy football leagues? Well, then you need My Playbook, available only from fantasy pros. Struggling with the waiver wire? My Playbook lets you see who the top available players are week to week. Can't decide who to start? Compare your players side by side with detailed breakdowns and projections for each week of your fantasy season. And it's all included with your premium subscription to Fantasy Pros. So sign up today at fantasypros.com or download our free My Playbook app to your Apple or Android device. All right, the day's big headlines, the top four quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. Bogman present the three, and then we are going to get to the Miller Lights sponsored headline of the day so who are our top three headlines and what do we need to know let's go with baker bombs on the bears how about baker mayfield looking great two weeks in a row i talked about it before the season started well said i thought this bucks offense couldn't shift to a giant running team like the falcons or other teams like that because they didn't have the personnel to do it and baker is making it work and looking pretty good doing it mike evans had a huge game as well but uh baker has been on point you know and it's a lot for me to give an OU guy credit. So you guys should all take that for what it is. James Cook's the competition. Well, I know you love that I one love that right one. there. That's a good uh, one. James Cook is getting so many touches, getting so many yards. The, the Raiders are a terrible defense, of course, but we see that he is the main guy. Now, look, you are going to miss him on the goal line. They're just not getting the touches there. Damian Harris scored. Latavius Murray scored. And it is going to matter, but it's not going to take enough off for James Cook to matter. So he is a big time starter moving forward. He looks awesome. Very, very happy to see them getting running backs involved in the passing game too, which is something that the Bills in the last couple of years have not done with Josh Allen at the helm. And then uh, the third one here, Puka puts up points. And we, everyone in the chat is talking Puka, 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 Puka. Puka was the big free agent acquisition. Welsh, you were the catalyst of that in our big, uh, big, big money league that we are doing together. And he is putting up so many points, especially if you're in a PPR league. He is going crazy right now. He set the record for most catches by a rookie in his first two games in NFL history. So um, 30 receptions, two straight weeks. Two, or no, I'm sorry. He had, was it 15 targets? We have 10 targets, 10 catches, 15 last week. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, 15 targets this week. Uh, he was unbelievable. Maybe more to go than look. that. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm now I gotta look. But because it, it was, I know it was like uh, it was. I thought it was 15 catches last week, but it might have been 15 targets last week. Yeah, it was 10 catches last week. Five, uh, 15 catches this week. 25 total this week. for 30. Yeah, for 30 targets. targets. 20 targets this week. It just and it, it doesn't matter. It's just every time you look, he has four more catches. It's insane. Uh, the guy is going nuts right now. Yes, Cooper Cup is going to come back at some point this season, but that does not mean Puka will not be involved. Matt Stafford loves him. We also forgot how good Matt Stafford is. We'll get to that once we get into that game. But uh, yeah, th- those are uh, yeah. those are my three right there. All right, now to our here's to what's next Miller Light headline of the day bogman drum roll uh this is no drum roll yeah yeah you gotta do one of those yeah yeah, i can't do it pits stop starting him uh look kyle pitts another game two catches 15 yards terrible performance this team is built to run we saw what they did uh even in a comeback they were still running yes desmond ritter looked miserable to the well she was angry uh we had to sweat that three receptions for our boy Bijan robinson that Dude. we both had money on so uh yeah it, it's painful watching this falcons offense and they got drake london involved drake london got in the end zone 
And I'm sure because I'm telling everybody to stop starting him, he, Pitts will score a touchdown next week. But it looks – I mean, who would you rather start right now, Welsh, Jake Ferguson or Kyle Pitts? Uh, I mean, Jake, probably anybody but Pitts. Like, you're not going to – I can't be convinced that Pitts right. is going to work on any given week. and that Exactly. It, yeah. and, and it's terrible. He's so talented, but they are just not throwing the ball in his direction. So, uh, you know, Kyle Pitts, tough right now. The pits stops here. That is our Miller Lite. Here's to what what's next. With a Miller Lite in your hand, fall doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Fantasy Pros. That's MillerLite.com slash Fantasy Pros. Someone send that to me now, please. Or I guess I could just pretty much go to any store and I can pick <laughs> some up. As you can do the same, celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces let's break down some games with the first up here on the morning slate tampa bay they beat chicago 27 to 17 which i want to point out i think you and i were like the only people that believe that <laughs> I, erickson and debro and joe just hating on it uh fantasy takeaway from this game i mean it's got to be back to baker and and the passing attempts that the bucks had 34 passing attempts in this game uh mayfield uh, ran six times. They also had 34 rush attempts, but six of those were Baker scrambles. So there were 28 non-Baker rushing attempts. So this is still a pass-first team, even a team that led a lot of this game as well. Uh, so this is just going to be uh, the continuation. We saw a big game from Mike Evans, eight targets, six catches, 171 yards, and a touchdown. We saw Rashad White continue to be a heavy usage back, 22 touches for 103 yards and a score for him. Fields was a little bit better but he was not great. DJ Moore did, did get way more involved. Uh, seven targets, six catches for 104 yards. The Bears running game, yes, they were losing a lot, but oof, it is bad. Eight touches for Herbert, six for Roshan, not a lot of yards for anybody. And then, of course, we had Mooney and Edmonds banged up in this game. So a tough game to watch if you're a Bears fan or if you have Khalil Herbert. You were, I mean, I had to start Roshan in a league because Cam Akers just five minutes before the game walked away or whatever it was, um, or five minutes before kickoff of the early games. We found out that uh, all of his drama and all that stuff. So, uh, I mean, I had to start Roshan. Uh, the rest of my team did, did well, so I didn't have to worry about it. But it, they're just not offering us a lot of information right now outside of you know, DJ Moore and Fields, and I, it's even hard starting Komet. You know, maybe you start Komet over Pitts, but I wouldn't. I mean, it's just bad in Chicago right now. I'd say DJ Moore. DJ Moore is mine. He got back involved over 100 yards. It's exactly what we wanted. Good to see Roshan, or, uh, Rashad White back into it. Chicago has got Kansas City at Kansas City in week three. Philly at Tampa Bay Monday night football. Atlanta, Atlanta, they beat mm -hmm. the Green Bay Packers. They This thing moved to like a pick 25-24. You already talked about Kyle Pitts. Any other fantasy, big and fantasy impact from this game for you? I mean, uh, Bijan Algier is still splitting carries, but Bijan looks so good this week. 23 touches. Look, I text you. Yards. I said Bijan is in another tier away from Saquon. And my point was to say this. Christian McCaffrey and Bijan uniquely are the oh, two dear. best backs in the league. Like they, yes. they are in their own. Like Eckler is special. Derrick Henry is special on their right. But there's something different about Bijan. And it's just one of those rookie things that was right. And he cashed money all over the place, man. Yeah, Algier is going to get the hard yards. He's 16 for 48, I believe. 23 touches for Bijan, like I said, 152 yards. The Falcons controlled the clock big time in this game, 36 to 15. 36 15 to 23 45. And that is the name of the game. I, I swear, I promise. The Falcons aren't going to be in control of the clock of every single game this year. I don't think they're good enough to do that to everybody. They were good enough to do it to the Packers. 
Unfortunately for them, it led to uh, the downfall of their team at the end. Love was okay. The three touchdowns bailed him out, but with no Aaron Jones or Watson, uh, he just didn't look good. 14 for 25, 151 yards. Just couldn't get a lot going there. And Jaden Reed getting those red zone looks well. She two touchdowns on four catches. We I like that. I love that bad boy. Green Bay has got New Orleans in week three, Atlanta at Detroit. Let me tell you about DraftKings, my friends. Football is back in full swing with another epic week of games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner for the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season with DraftKings. I definitely implore you to take advantage of it. I actually tweeted this out. I cashed a, it was like an, a plus 1100 or 1300 four player touchdown, anytime touchdown prop on DraftKings because they are my exclusive book. So make sure you check them out. Get in on the action in week three with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use the code FANTASYPROS to sign up. New customers can bet just $5, take home 200 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code FANTASYPROS. The crown is yours gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in new york call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility, terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. The Colts, they beat up on Houston 31 to 20. And guess what we saw? This was what we talked a lot about. Me and Tara did in the early stream was Zach Moss. I thought Zach Moss would be the primary guy. How much was the question to the point of 20 touches being the primary? Not just that, not just 20 touches. No other running back had a touch. Welsh. it was just Zach Moss, Deion Jackson, not involved. Nobody else involved. Just Zach Moss for the 20 touches. Richardson, you know, obviously had the two rushing touchdowns and he got hurt. Gardner Minshew, 19 of 23 of 23 for 171 yards and a touchdown. Pittman with 12 more targets, caught eight of them, 56 yards. No one else had more than five targets for the Colts. So looks like a pretty, pretty funneling offense that we have here going for the Colts. It's a rich it's Pittman. It's Zach Moss, and that's that right now. So maybe since Zach Moss looked good, it was the Texans, of course, but maybe they're more willing to trade Jonathan Taylor, maybe engage more talks. If anyone is even calling, I don't know. Maybe there are a couple teams that would call right now after some injuries. If the Giants didn't look like one of the worst teams in the NFL, if there's a big injury to Saquon, they could do that. Uh, By the way, want to throw out here, Zach Moss might be someone you have to take a look at if you lost Saquon. The only problem is what you're alluding to, the looming Jonathan Taylor situation, where if he comes back and just does the season, this really kind of screws things up a little bit, but he might want to play at this point. He was cutting earlier this week. Anthony Richardson looks awesome. This team is kind of rolling. So that could put a wrinkle in the Zach Moss stuff. But guess what? If you're out three weeks with Saquon, you at least got two more for Zach Moss. So that's probably why he's going to be a top priority this week. And as mentioned in the comments here, if there is someone that is more injury prone than Saquon. It is Zach Moss. Zach Moss has had a <laughs> yeah, lot a of point. injuries yeah. in his career. So yes, pick him up, but don't make him the only bid that you make. Yeah. Like uh, like Deepak alluded to, man, CJ Stroud, 30 for 47, 47 pass attempts for the rookie. Not great. You don't want to put him in that spot. 384 yards and two touchdowns. It's looking tough 
for Damian Pierce right now. 15 carries for 31 yards, three targets, two catches, four yards. Not great. Your boy, Sneeko Collins with another big game. Nine targets, seven catches, 146 yards, a score. Robert Woods, because of all these targets, nine, six, and 74. Tank Dell had 10 targets, seven catches, 72 yards, and a score. My boy, John Mechie, who was working his way back, had a big 17-yard catch. Love to see that from him. I expect more from him as the season rolls on as well. You wouldn't hurt me shut up about Nico this morning on the live stream, so thank you. to <laughs> Shout out to Pat Fitzmorris for giving me the shout out because I've yeah. he was my big play. Three and a half receptions, receiving yards, took them all on the props. They did cash, so thank you very much. Indy's got Baltimore next week. Houston at Jacksonville. Jacksonville going to be out for blood. I want to tell you guys about my playbook where you can manage your football lineups and dominate your leagues with my playbook from fantasy pros. This is the playbook is a suite of powerful tools that are going to help you dominate the decisions, make better decisions. I'm just going to say dominate 1200 times, it makes better decisions, manage your lineups, win your leagues. This was created by fantasy pros, which is the number one sports advice and tools provider in the world. And you can import your leagues, gives you advice, sends you emails, there's rankings, there's analysis, and you can sync all of your leagues up. Do it today at fantasypros.com slash my playbook or you can download directly to your Apple or Android device. Do it today with my playbook. I actually enjoy those emails reminding me, even if, you know, if I'm not like with the advice that it's giving, it's like, oh yeah, I need to like pay extra attention to this. And it, it just lets me dig a little bit deeper. Next game up, we've got Seattle who beat Detroit 37 to 31 fantasy takeaways from this game. And Gino is not a pumpkin. Thank God. 32 of 41, 328 yards and two scores. He also ran for 20 yards. He looked good. Uh, Ken Walker's two touchdowns saved his day. Uh, 17 carries for only 43 yards, but the two scores helped him. Uh, still out touch Zach Charbonnet, 19 to 6. Uh, Lockett over JSN. Uh, you know, uh, JSN is going to be good. But Tyler Lockett ain't going away. Ten targets, two touchdowns for him. Eight catches, 59 yards. JSN had six targets, five catches, 34 yards. Uh, Gibbs season if Monty misses. So we'll see how long Monty is going to end up missing, if any time at all. And Jared Goff did finally throw that pick, but he was still awesome. 28 of 35, 323 yards, three touchdowns. And Laporta with 11 targets over his first two games. I don't hate that. Uh, well, who would you rather start moving forward, guys? Laporta. Laporta or Pitts? It's got to be Laporta. I, it has to it's be. It's not you. I, I, <laughs> I would cut Pitts if I had to cut someone else with him to get Laporta gladly. I would put Laporta in flex before I would think about Kyle Pitts at tight end. So yeah, Laporta is moving up the ranks. I'm in Atlanta. Atlanta has got Detroit, Carolina at Seattle, Tennessee. They took down the Chargers in overtime 27-24. No Austin Eckler. It was the Josh Kelly show and it disappointed. Yeah, Josh Kelly ain't. Austin Eckler, 13 carries for 39 yards. Tough defense against uh, Tennessee here. Only one target. 28 touches for Derrick Henry. So everyone that was, uh, you know, afraid of Ty J Spears getting carries. Ty J's good. He had eight carries for 49 yards. That's great. Uh, but he is not a threat to Derrick Henry. I, we have signs of life from Traylon Burks. Welsh. finally, uh, four catches, three or four targets, three catches, 76 yards. Ryan Tannehill was great today after a miserable performance last week. A weak, weak defense from the Chargers, though. 20 of 24, 246 yards, and a score also ran one in. And Allen and Mike Williams, they're healthy, and they had huge games. 10 targets, 8 catches, 111, and 2 scores for Keenan. Mike Williams, 13 targets, 8 catches, 83 yards, and no one else had more than 3 catches in that game. Chargers have got Minnesota. Tennessee has got Cleveland, if you are uh, banking some of those matchups. Before we move on with the rest of the show, 
Whether you're making it clean, mean, or it's gotta go, no matter why you shave, Harry's has got you covered with the best shave of your life at the price you're gonna love. From their legendary high quality razors to skin products like exfoliating face wash and hydrating lotion, Harry's gives you a premium shave without the premium price tag. Their starter set is a $13 value that you can get for just three bucks at harrys.com slash fantasy pros. It includes a five blade German engineered razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover and scheduled deliveries for refills for as low as $2 half of what you pay for other razors. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, and they're still offering a no-risk trial. Don't like your shave? No worries, it's on them. Get your best shave ever this summer with Harry's razors and skincare products. Get a $13 starter set for just $3 at harrys.com slash fantasy pros. That's harrys.com slash fantasy pros for a $3 starter set. Baltimore at Cincy, 27-24 Baltimore. Cincy continues to struggle. The running back situation was kind of funny because um, Justice Hill this round had the more carries, but we had the touchdown from Gus, Gus Edwards. The more carries is not an official term, by the way. <laughs> but 11 for 41 for Justice Hill. Gus Edwards, 10 for 62 with the score. Is there a back that you are going to back moving forward? No, there's not. I mean, Gus Edwards is the better back, I feel like. But for whatever reason, Baltimore loves getting Justice Hill involved. He was a starter, took the first carries. And um, but, you know, like I said, Edwards just looked better. 10 for uh, 62 in a score for him. 14 touches, though, for Justice Hill. And a lot of them were little dump offs. And there was a lot of uh, there's a lot of Lamar Jackson running for his life. So the offensive line a little banged up in Baltimore right now. Uh, but Burrow. You know, the calf, he still looked rusty. He was better in the second half, the 222 yards and 41 attempts, probably too much for him. We None did of it see, to chase. We did see Higgins bounce back. 12 targets, 8, 8, 89, two scores, but chase eight targets, five for 31, just bad. Baltimore spread the ball around. Andrews, of course, led with eight targets. OBJ had four targets before he went out, uh, but six for Aguilar, five for Zay, three for Bateman, Hill and Likely, uh, also had targets. So uh, just a lot of spread around. And, you know, I uh, thank God Zay Flowers got that one big catch because he didn't do a lot outside of that. I had him starting a bunch of spots. So just pay attention. Uh, I don't think that they're going to be that they're probably not going to be spreading the ball around that much. There's a lot of rotation with the wide receivers this week because Baltimore had the ball forever. I mean, Cincinnati barely had this ball. So just a tough game for Cincy all the way around. Looking bad two weeks in a row. Not good. India, Baltimore Rams at Cincy on Monday night football coming up. Buffalo, they beat up on the Raiders 38 to 10, taking out their frustrations. Josh Allen was back three touchdowns. 31 of 37 look pretty good kind of mentioned it before. I think the biggest takeaway here was really like James Cook is moving into just another level of trust and Tara shout touches. out to Tara Roberts. Tara was all on James Cook today in every single question that brought up. So shout out to Tara. I also bet his, uh, I also had a prop on his over yards. It's like 66 and a half. And he over doubled that 159 yards. I gave Davis show back up six catches, 92 yards and a score. Kincaid and Knox both, uh, you know, kind of, it's even right now. It's a dead heat. Knox scored the touchdown, but I did see Kincaid go. go they went to him twice in the end zone. Uh, one he was covered, the other one he dropped. So uh, we'll see if we go back. The Raiders are bad, guys. 40 to 20 in time of possession in Buffalo's favor is not good. Two INTs for Jimmy G. Josh Jacobs with negative rushing yards. He did have 51 uh, receiving yards. Devontae scored on the opening drive. The nice scripted drive, the plays you work on all week. 
and the Raiders did not score a touchdown. Again, they had one field goal after that. The Raiders are rough right now. Bad, bad team. It's not very good. Kansas City and Jacksonville was very frustrating. So much so we didn't even put the score on here, but no, that we didn't need it. They didn't <laughs> score any points. There was practically nothing in it. The over didn't hit. It was 17 to 9. Okay, that's what it was. We had Trevor Lawrence in a, in a DFS thing, and it was a disaster. Uh, but this was a pu- putrid of a game. The only thing that kind of came back to life was Christian Kirk, who they said it. They told us, and it's hard to believe, but they said he loves man coverage. 14 targets in this game. 11 uh, catches, 110 yards, 41 pass attempts for Trevor Lawrence, and only 18 rush attempts in this game is not the balance that you want if you're Jacksonville. Uh, And five of those 18 rushing attempts were from Lawrence himself. Tank Bigsby had zero touches in this game. I did see him get a target, but he did not get a touch in this game. I mean, Travis Etienne didn't have a lot either. Uh, Ridley with eight targets, but only two catches. He also ran into the pole, came out for a little bit, went back in. Also, Zay Jones left for a little bit, but also came back in, so that those guys are probably going to be fine. Um, Pacheco with 13 touches. McKinnon only four, CEH one, so I think we know who the starting back for Kansas City is now. It's not really a question like it is in Baltimore and other places. Sky Moore showed back up. Three catches, 70 yards, and he got in the end zone, and Kelsey scored. Of course, Kelsey scored and gave you at least a little bit of something. In the news, sounds like he scored more than just a touchdown. Hey, Travis Kelsey scoring. Let's go to the late slate, and oh, man, the greatest game of the day. How about them 49ers who allowed a backdoor cover? Or this, Yeah, it would be like a backdoor cover for the Rams if you got it yeah. at stupid seven and a half. A lot of people push because that ridiculous field goal at the end, but the Niners did win 30 to uh, thirty to 23. I mean, I'm you know, your takeaways are, are I'm, I'm open to here. Yeah, Puka's the big guy. I just want to point out before you talk about Puka here that it was Debo day, and they you could see how concerted the effort was to make sure that Debo was going to to get the ball they tried to get him that touchdown they did but it was insane to watch Pukunukua and how they targeted him how he found separation it felt very Cooper Cup-esque and how he was able to burn corners find open he also dropped two other balls that were relatively catchable this guy is unreal half or full PPR and I at this point I mean there's so much season to go Boggs but you know, if you kind of laid back cautiously, it's just kind of silly, and you're probably regretting yourself if you had an opportunity to get him. Well, we'll see because 55, I know I said it's early. Fifty-five pass attempts is not sustainable to keep Matthew Stafford upright for the whole season. Now, the offensive line is doing a great job right now, right? Uh, how many sacks did the Niners have? Uh, I didn't. Fifty-five see sacks, fifty-five completions, fifty-five <laughs> attempts, one hundred. Uh, I don't know. I actually don't think they had any. Yeah, I think it, they had one. They sack. had one. I saw yeah. one, but that's the only one I saw. I wasn't watching this game exclusively, but it wasn't a lot. So you know, I, but I they mean, did. They did. Uh, I would say the at least one of the interceptions was like a pressure interception. So they were right. also able to still get there, but the offensive line played well. Yeah. But 55 attempts is not great uh, for, no. for Stafford. I mean, it's great for fantasy. We love it because that gives Puka Nakua uh, 20 targets. I mean, I don't know if uh, Desmond Ritter is going to throw the ball 20 times in a game again this season. So uh, we love that part for fantasy. We had the cam. There's so much from this game, Welsh. I mean, Debo was awesome. Uh, Brock Purdy looked a little shaky, especially on shots downfield. Cam yeah. Akers drama again. Kyron with 20 touches for 100 yards and two scores. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this because as we kind of sure. burn through the end here, can you cut Cam Akers? I think so. Probably. Yeah. It's going to take a little bit to trade him. I don't think it happens this week and they might cut him too. So I, I mean, I, if I'm Baltimore, I'm on the phone. 
I'm on the phone with them trying to get Cam Akers in for cheap, you know, throw him a seventh round pick. There's any viable option, whatever. There's any viable option you can cut. You can cut Cam Akers, right? hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Kittle with another tough game. Welsh. I don't know how you feel about that. And Atwell looking solid so far, nine targets again in this game, seven catches for 77 yards. So very, very solid uh, for Atwell so far through two games as well. He's, you know, of course, eclipsed by Nakua. But Atwell's not looking bad either. Tutu Atwell looked great. I thought he really looked impressive. I'd also say, I've said this for two years, George Kittle is one of the most overrated tight ends. And I'm a 49er fan, and I love him, and I think he's great for the game. He's one of the most overrated tight ends because he is great when he gets the stuff, but the stuff isn't there for him to dominate across the board, and he's always hurt. So I love him. I'm a 49er fan, but I can be frustrated. If if I want to be, I can. <laughs> the Giants, they beat the Arizona Cardinals coming back from, I believe it was 21 nothing. I don't think it was 28 nothing. It was 21 nothing. They came back. They won 31-28. The Giants look like the worst team in the NFL. The biggest fantasy implication is obviously off of Saquon here, but uh, anything else that you want to pull from this game? I mean, you know, uh, that's really the biggest thing. Hyatt with the two big catches, I think they got to start going more to him. Waller was okay. Eight targets, six catches, 76 yards. Connor, James Connor looks good. We are all afraid of this Arizona offense. Arizona is probably not as bad. They're not as bad. I've been, I've been too dramatic about it. Right. I mean, 23 carries 106 yards and a score. That is what they want to do. And they got the lead on that. They just didn't sit on it. Uh, Dobbs is doing better than expected and making some pieces like Brown and Ertz viable. I think that is actually outside of Saquon. The biggest takeaway is that the Cardinals are not all bench guys. You know, Zach Ertz, if he's still available and I know he is in a bunch of leagues. Maybe go and look for him because the Cardinals are for sure. Is this going to be uh, and I, I do want to play this. Is this going to be Matt Breda time? Like uh, they might pick. I know it wasn't like James Robinson looming around. They might sign somebody. if No, they tried. This is going to Brieda. It's Brieda for now. And and maybe Mr. Outside hire. Acres is a good option for them, too. If Saquon were to be out for four weeks, who would you want? Brieda or Zach Moss? I still want Zach Moss because we know he's a starter. I don't know how they're going to break it up for two weeks. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, at least. At least okay. I don't know. I, I might, I might want the other side of that, but um, it's something for us to figure out during the week here. Also want to remind you guys, my playbook, fantasypros.com slash my playbook can help you because if you lost Saquon, you might need to be looking at some trades. You can get the trade analyzer that'll help you on some strong buy low candidates. You can also uh, use that to evaluate your trades. Plus they've got the waiver assistant. So obviously you want to hit all the episodes, but they will uh, give you some advice on where you might want to go with your team's construction. So again, fantasypros.com slash my playbook, two more games down. Dallas beat up on the Jets 30 to 10. We did have signs of life, though, from Garrett Wilson. And that, I think, <laughs> is the true takeaway, though, because people were ranking him like outside the like top 30 at this point. I mean, he only had two catches. Look, the story is Pollard with 32 touches in this game. It's just insane. And the time of possession was miserable. For the Jets, I don't know if you saw it, Walsh. It was 42-15 to 17-45. It was so bad in the Cowboys' favor. That's why everyone, I was like, where is Pollard? Why is Rico Dattle and Deuce Vaughn getting all these first-half carries, all this stuff? And I was like, oh, well, it's because they've had the ball for 18 minutes to four or whatever it was at that point for the Jets. It was just absurd. So, uh, look, it's not going to be this bad for the Jets all season. Uh, Zach Wilson is a veteran at this point. He, We know he's not good, but the run game isn't going to be as stuffed as it was against Dallas moving forward. Dallas, one of the best teams in the NFL right now on both sides of the ball. So 
better days for the Jets, but not great days for the Jets coming up here. Final up, Washington, they beat Denver 35 to 27. I did not see that. That was not Man. the final. It was 35. Oh, I'm sorry, 35 33. You're right. You're yeah. because of the Hail Mary right as right. we got on here. Almost, dude, they almost got it to overtime. If they could have done the two point, I needed three yards from Jahan Dotson. Did not get them. Washington did win, though. Uh, quick takeaways off of this Washington Denver game. I mean, the, the big takeaways, how looked much better. Brian Robinson was awesome. I mean, he is making Antonio Gibson non-existent. It was five touches to 20 in favor of Brian Robinson. And he also had the two scores. Uh, Marvin Mims had the two big catches, but outside of that and the Hail Mary, Russell was pretty miserable. Uh, so you take those three catches away, the 60 yarder, the 52 yarder and the Hail Mary. And it's like, you know, he's 15 of the, uh, 29 for 150 yards or something. And he ended up with over 300 yards. So the stat line looks way better than what it actually was. Lots of touches for Jamonte uh, P Ryan with almost nothing outside of like three catches. Um, and Jaleel McLaughlin for whatever reason scored the early touchdown. So it's a little weird there and not a bunch for Jerry Judy and his return. I mean, Corlin Sutton didn't do a lot and he ended up leading the team in targets, but he had no catches at halftime. It was just sad. So Denver's offense still still messy, even though they put up some points today. It's still still messy. Hey, Marvin Mims alive. So uh, pay attention to that, too. Marvin Mims got some life. Uh, we are kicking out here. The Sunday night football game is going on. And guess what? Tyreek Hill is out there and we have a winner of the Tyreek Hill jersey. Bautista. That is right. Bautista, the winner of the Tyreek Hill Miami Dolphins autographed jersey is Seth Bautista, courtesy of bettingpros.com. Just got to get in touch with customer service agents over at mailbag at fantasypros.com with your mailing address, proof of your subscription to Fantasy Pros YouTube channel. We'll get that jersey shipped out to you again. The winner is Seth Bautista. Congratulations, <laughs> Seth. You guys could win just by subscribing and making comments in the chat. You could be the next big winner we're talking about. And that's it. There's craziness across the board. Hopefully you guys are locked in. I'd also want to give a shout out to the betting pros app. Make sure you go and download that at bettingpros.com. You can follow all your favorite people. I had a very good week. I think I was four for five in my big top five props of the week. You can follow all the bets along there as well. And that is it. If you guys are listening on to the podcast, make sure you get over to the YouTube, come and watch us live. We're doing tons of live stuff Sunday mornings. We've got Joe and Debro me and Tara. Then it goes over to betting pros with Andrew Erickson. We've got live streams here later, breaking down, giving you the latest on what's going on and a ton more. So make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube channel and just, you know, make sure you're locked in reviewing and liking us on the podcast front. That's going to do it. You can find Bogman on Twitter at Bogman sports. Find me at, is it the Welsh until next time, friends, we'll talk to you right here on the fantasy pros football podcast. We're out of here. It's been a long day. <laughs> long day thanks for listening to the fantasy pros football podcast follow us on twitter and instagram at fantasy pros and subscribe to our youtube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. 
Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.